do you keep getting calls at night from a guy who really wants to know what your favorite scary movie is? Do you stay up all night because you're scared of dream demons? Do all your friends keep getting murdered at summer camp? Sounds like you really need some scarapy. And you can find us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at ScarapyPod. So make sure you stab that like button. You're a fucking hipster. Oh, I like this, but it's related to something I want to pretend I don't like? Got it. No, I like Pokemon. I don't like the card game. That's fine. The card game's not good. But you also claimed you didn't like Go, and you play it often. Or did. I used to. Yeah. Exactly. All of two weeks ago. I also do this. And I hate this. Yeah, it's terrible. Nothing good happens here. So, congrats. You played yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another session of Scarapy. I'm your Scarapist. The sadapist over here. Dr. Trevor Brown. That man squinted to say that. And as hard as he could. Joined with me as always. Unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know why. But the cat daddy Zach daddy just popped into my mind. You know what? I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> I thought you were going to do something movie-related, and there was nothing. Unless you said the Justin Longiest. What a man. What a man, what a man, what a man. Guy doesn't doesn't survive movies. He doesn't, but I like Justin Long. He even died in Dodgeball. It was wacky. <laughs> Alright, let's get the energy up, huh? Bring it right back okay. down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking about Barbarian, which literally just left theaters last week. Uh, we're, we're getting real fucking up to date with our shit. You know Barbarian, though? Cause that movie... Pretty banging. I did not expect to like it as much as I did, especially after I heard it's not anything to do with what you think it is. So funny. It's like, oh, hey, I think I know what's happening. No. Look, truly, that is my favorite type of movie, where the trailer's like, hey, you want to see this, right? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Get this other movie. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's a. I, I don't generally like that very much because it usually leaves unanswered questions, mm-hmm. and they definitely did in this one. But for oh, some yeah. reason, it just hit just right. The, but the beginning was so good. If they had just stuck with that story the whole time, the, be- I loved the beginning, it. the first five minutes is incredible. It's really um, the casting, man. Scarsgard, yeah. just like, oh hey, yeah, this guy's a fucking creep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's let's get into some stuff here. Uh, Barbarian came out September 9th, twenty twenty-two. <gasps> so that's this year. Very recent. Um, I think, yeah, it's it's uh, more recent than Prey when we reviewed Prey. I think. Probably, but it's, it was still in theaters. Or no, it wasn't. So I yeah. th- I think we're like a week sooner. Yeah, I mean, I would say this has been less accessible than Prey because Prey came out instantly on Hulu. Oh, did it? Yeah, it was. Oh. It was a release movie. And if it was even, was it even in theaters? I think it was just a Hulu. It was movie. in theaters. Okay. Yeah. So, but this was in theaters exclusive for at least a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a runtime of an hour and forty-three minutes. And Zach, what is the Rotten Tomatoes rating? Seventy-three. Ninety-two. What the fuck? Ninety-two. B A Uh It's a good movie. It's not a ninety-two. I'm, no. I'm putting like. Forrest Gump at a 92. 
Also no. I like that movie. It's a good movie. You're also still, we've, as we've already discussed, a hipster, and you don't like things that are good. I'll wear my flannel jacket in peace. Thank uh, you very you much. will. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, it had a budget of $4.5 million, and at the box office, it made a whopping $43.3 million back. That actually seems like a lower budget than I expected with cast and... Mm-hmm. It's a pretty open movie. Like it takes a mostly in place in the house, but they definitely get out of it for a while. Um, it was directed by Zach Kreger, who made nothing. He's been involved in some other stuff, but he hasn't directed anything of note except for Barbarian. Yeah. Um, the cast, obviously, Bill Skarsgård, who was most famous for Pennywise, I would say. Yeah, that's where he became a household name for sure um i think a million of the budget went to him probably most likely and uh not in it very long (laughs) but he does his job very well uh georgina campbell who is most known for her role in krypton as lita zod what (laughs) that was krypton i guess it's a superman show oh i don't want to watch that at all no (laughs) so zod's wife i guess cool or mom? Maybe. I don't know enough about Superman. Yeah, I don't care enough. I don't know about enough Superman. about stars. I can't argue one. with it. It is. <laughs> That's an old Still one. don't get it, I'm pretty sure. Nope. Exactly. And Justin Long. What? Who I don't think was even advertised for this movie. He was in the trailer for a, like half a second. Okay, was he? Because I, I remember seeing the trailers and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. was he just like a total swerve into this? Um, Who I think is most notable for Tusk. Oh, I mean, he's been around... Dodgeball. It depends what generation you want to pick it up as. Jeepers Creepers, Dodgeball, Tusk. Was he in Jeepers Creepers? Yeah, he's in the first one. Oh. He's the main, like, the main character. Is he? No. Yeah. You watch horror movies? I know most for Tusk. That's not even a good movie. <laughs> no, it's Jeepers not. Jeepers Creepers is but at least there's a, fun. But there's a sequel. There is, and I'm not looking forward to it. But uh-huh. Actually, I heard the plot. I'm a little more into it, because it's all like the psychological rebuilding of Justin Long. Oh. So I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with that. So it's about him? Yeah, I think it takes place after the first one ends. It's not like a, another horror deal mm. where he probably starts turning people into also Walry. Uh, so the plot. There's no plot to this movie. <laughs> Zach, what do you think the plot would be? <sighs> I really like the plot on the description, which is two people book an Airbnb on the same night. Mm-hmm. And end up sharing an awkward night together, and then spooky things happen. That's that's the plot I wanted to get the rest of, but I'm not mad at what happened. But yeah. it's not good. So, the descriptive plot: uh, A young woman discovers the rental home she booked is already occupied by a stranger. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the night, but soon discovers there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. See, I'd, I'd watch that movie just as is. Right? It sounds really cool. And that that's what got me so excited about it. Because um, in the trailer, it starts with, you know, like, a semi-romantic lit evening with these two. Uh-huh. And then you hear screams, and you're like, is this guy, like, a, a lady killer? Like, Yeah, it, uh, again, Skarsgård has the creepy vibe 100%. He's pretty known for his horror roles Mm -hmm. so i think casting was key for this one to give this red herring effect oh yeah and he does it so well you know he he plays off and the whole time you're just like 
All right. Something fucked up's gonna happen. I mean, the the name of the movie, right? Barbarian. Yeah. You see this guy who is known for being like the the horror the the villain, and you're like, this guy's gonna cut someone up. Yeah. You're the whole time you're suspicious, but he's not doing anything out of. No, he's actually a super very nice. nice person. Um, and I we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. There's one thing that I fucking love that he is does. it the wine. Yes, yes. It, that was my favorite because I was like, that threw me a, off so much. No, nah, I was like, that's a realistic thing I would do, right? Yeah, like I would also be hesitant in that scenario. So let's get into the questions first. Oh, oh, we have questions. Um, I, we actually only have question because you actually already answered one. Uh, the the first question was, what did you think this movie would be about? We already kind of talked about that. That's because you asked me. Uh, I asked you what you thought the plot was. It's the same thing. No. It is. No. What is it about and what's the plot is the same question. Nope. Explain me Explain me the difference. Well, you see, one in one thing I said, what did you think it was going to be about? And the other I just asked is, what did you think the plot was going to be? It's the same answer. No. Yes. Look, the just because it's the same answer doesn't mean it's the same question. It, it is. Uh, the only difference is, have I... The only thing that changes is when you ask me it, have I already seen the movie? Because then shit changes a little bit. Are you okay? No. <laughs> I'm upset. You're always like this after you see your friends. What friends? Your wife? There you go. Yeah, I'm upset. <laughs> but I got pizza, so that was fun. Did get pizza. Pizza time, pizza time. Papa John's, Papa Jizzy. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. But I do like that... <laughs> We are Papa John's is currently papaless for being such a piece of shit. But he makes alright pizza. Fatherless John. Fatherless John. I guess he's more Johnless than Papa. Does Meatball Joe work for Fatherless John? No, he could not get a job uh job that classy. He works in a dirty roach infested. I, I think we Italian I think it's canon that he works at uh what's the other one? He works at the Terrifier pizza restaurant cafe? yeah no <laughs> the one that's in the first one no what's what's that other sub store the free smells jimmy john oh he no. works at jimmy john's that's, that's still canon that, i think that's still too classy <laughs> no the grab a ghoul works at jimmy john's yeah he does so when he when meatball joe transforms into grab a ghoul he got he's got a shift to cover i thought they were two separate characters no no, no at one point they could yeah no, no he they, became they a werewolf no no he's just a werewolf <laughs> Oh, I just broke my mic. God damn it. I paid for it. You go fuck yourself. You did pay for it. Yeah, I know what I did. Okay. The only thing you pay for is sandwiches, apparently. Viewer question from Tyler here. Tyler. Tyler. Fuck you, Tyler. Yeah. Is it the Tyler I know? No. Oh. That was even better. <laughs> I was going to say double fuck you. You just get a single. Um, so, have you ever stayed in an Airbnb? And a follow-up to that... Um, there are like horror experiences at some Airbnbs. Like some people will set up, like you get phone calls throughout the night. Um, like the the Scream House did that uh, over Halloween, where you you could rent the the Scream House and Ghostface would call you and shit like that. Uh, would you ever do something like that? No, I don't want. Don't wake me up. No, I'm good. Uh, I sleep so little anyway. If I'm yeah. sleeping, do not bother me. Uh, one thing I thought, like, if you're going to do that, go all the way. Simulate a, a home invasion. Uh, just murder me. <laughs> you know what? If I could pay for a murder, I'd do that. But don't pay to give me a chore. If I have to go run, I don't want cardio. Fuck you. This is not lose weight, eviscerate, volume three, sea of blood. 
This is me on vacation. Give me a sandwich, grab a ghoul. <laughs> you know, one of the uh, one of the YouTubers I watch, he was he was talking about how he he does running. Um, he does how he does his running. cardio. How he does his cardio, and uh, he said the only way he can do it is if he he doesn't listen to music. He only listens to horror movie ambience, <laughs> ambience, ambiance, and um, pretends that zombies are chasing him. So he's just running from fear. <laughs> yeah, it, it should just be screams. <laughs> oh God, he's behind me! That even better. What is um, it? Uh, hide behind the chainsaw wall. <laughs> what can I do? Why don't we just get in the moving or the running car? What are you crazy? <laughs> Still love that commercial. The best commercial. Um, and I, I assume you've stayed at Airbnbs just to answer the full question. Yeah, I have. Yeah, they're they're fine. I like them. Uh, it's a great idea, but there's also very shitty ones. The one I stayed in, in Tucson had a concrete floor. Do you do you know that's just Tucson? You can't get out of that. You can go to the Marriott. So, yep, concrete. <laughs> That's all we have you Go here. to the 17th floor, and it's pure concrete. Yep, you can go fuck yourself. Oh, you want comfort? Get out of Tucson. It's not here, son. Go to Wilcox. Who the fuck is Wilcox? <laughs> My buoy? None of that sounds any better. <laughs> We're going to go to Needles. I was expecting a where the fuck is buoy. Yeah. No, I'm good. Okay. I don't need to know that information. <laughs> so, the film opens on a stormy night. So spooky. A woman named Tess Marshall arrives at the Airbnb she booked at 467 Barbary Street. Uh, but as she tries to check in, she can't find the house key or get in touch with the booking agent. Just general phone number upsetness. Mm-hmm. And it's like midnight or something. Yeah, and before she leaves, she sees a light turn on in the house and she rings the doorbell. A man named Keith Toshko answers and he says, Can I help you? Very confused, <laughs> and rightfully so. Yeah, and she's like, this is my Airbnb. And he's like, this is my Airbnb. Well, she's talking to him for a second, like, he owns the place. Like, hey, mm. what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. why are you here? You know, I booked this. What's going on? Yeah, and, and they like, act- I don't fucking know. They rent it on live different, different websites, too. What did he rent it on? Do you remember? No, I don't. It was like Homestead or something. It, like was, that. it was Home something, and I swear to God, he said, I rented it on Homie Pal, and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? That's the best made up name I've ever heard in my life. I Holy swear he God. said Homie something, and I was um, super, super for it, and that didn't pay off at all. Yeah, and so they're, they're talking for a minute, and they're like, well, what do you want to do? And Tess is like, Get the fuck out. Yeah, like, well, I guess I'm leaving. Um, but Keith invites Tess to stay inside because neighborhood's a little sketchy. It is, like, urban Detroit. This is fucking <laughs> RoboCops Detroit from every movie in, like, 50 years plus where mm-hmm. he's not successful and he's just a lone cop against a sea of gangs. Because everything is run down. Oh, everything's fucked. Yeah, like, they do a reveal of her going through the neighborhood in the morning, and everything is just dilapidated, <laughs> broken house, and then, then right where she's staying is just one mm-hmm. little quaint house. Oh, cutie. Yeah, and so she's she's inside trying to figure out what the fuck to do. She can't find any hotels that are available. Um, this is where, like, you get the first spooky ambiance because he kind of comes in and he's like oh you know what I just remembered there's a, con- a convention yes. in town you won't find any co- any places so she just stops yeah so he he tells her like I don't know call call like the nearby hotel 
And she and does. Then, and then walks away. And then he comes back and goes, oh, yeah, there's a convention. You're not going to be able to find anywhere to stay. And I wish you could articulate how good the scene is because he starts saying, oh, there's a convention. He's like, you know what I just remembered? And he kind of rambles onto something else, like he tangents for a second. He goes, but anyway, you know, but like I was saying, there's a convention in town. It sounds supernatural, mm-hmm. not super. Carry on my, my wayward son. <laughs> super comma natural. Yes. No. no uh, super hyphen natural. Super su- space natural. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Just <laughs> separate that. Not the fucking show, Sammy. Sammy. There you go. Um. But the, the conversation flows like a, a regular conversation. Again, oh, Skarsgård yeah. kills it. I mean, this guy, he woke up ten minutes ago to a random woman knocking at the door, and he's just trying to help. And Yeah, and he is all, I'm I'm a gentleman. Mm-hmm. No, no, you'll sleep in the bed. I'll sleep on the couch. Yeah, so. I, I'm your best friend type deal. He, he offers to make her some tea while she's on her phone. And she goes, no, but he makes it anyway. Um, and then he brings the tea over to her. And, of course, she doesn't drink it because, uh, you know, absolutely not. No, and <laughs> they even have a conversation later that I really like saying if the roles were reversed and it was a woman staying in the house and a man entered, she would say no and he would just accept, like, yep, mm-hmm. this isn't happening. So roles being reversed, it's like, yeah, she's accepting this but obviously leery about it. Yeah, so what, rightfully so. what he says is, you know, if, if I knocked on the door at midnight when you were staying here, you wouldn't even open the door. Like, right. Like, uh, you wouldn't open the door for a random guy at midnight. Shit, I wouldn't open the door for anybody. No, if I fuck ordered, that. I order pizza, I wait till they walk away. Oh, yeah. 100%. You have to. Your brother delivered food to my house the other day, apparently. I, I heard. And I waited till I saw somebody <laughs> going into a car. It's so funny. Fuck him. I agree. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're they're talking about what to do. Um, she is doing this phone stuff, puts the tea down. He then goes, oh, there's there's also this bottle of wine that they left here, like a housewarming gift or something. So if you want any of it. Um, you can have some. And again, it's it's natural, but here's like a little glimpse of like kind of creepy because it's like it's an Airbnb who's who's it's, getting wine and nuts. Like he he mentions a couple other things. Yeah, and it's like it's awkward just to the point where it's like he could be doing this on purpose. Right, you get that feel of like oh something's fucked up's mm-hmm. gonna happen here. Barbarian, he's and gonna you know, come swinging. This whole scene is dimly lit. There's like two lights on in this whole house right now. And it's the middle of the night, and it's, and it's raining. God damn, amazing. Yeah, like the setup is so good in this movie. And so she goes uh, to take a shower, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna drink this wine. So if you want any when you come out." And she comes out of the shower, and she's dressed again. And she turns the corner into the kitchen to see him sitting at the table with two glasses and the closed wine bottle. And he says... But uh, before that, I am... They, they do this shot a couple of times that I didn't never... I never quite got it. Hmm. I didn't never quite got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she looks at his toothbrush and he's got an electric toothbrush plugged in sitting on the floor. Yeah. I didn't understand why they did that and they show it again later to also no avail? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know if it's like a was there a thing? Like other than oh yeah, this guy was here. I didn't get the relevance to it. No, I now that you're talking about it, I don't get it like, either. Like was this a sign? Is this the killer sign? <laughs> oh. Only it's, a psycho would have his toothbrush on the floor it's like floor brush. Yeah. 
<laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> His signature is he buys an electric toothbrush and leaves it on plugged in charging on the floor. It's fucking wacky. That son of a bitch, he did it again. I get it, man. You know, I guess for murder, it's murder. Every killer's got their mark. Yeah. Some more disturbing than others. I, that would terrify the fuck out of me. If I read about that guy and I just saw a toothbrush sitting in it, oh, fuck this, I'm out, bro. Uh, um, so, yeah, she gets out the shower, walks back into the kitchen, and we see uh, Keith sitting at this little kitchenette table. Awkward as shit. Yeah, just like straight straight sitting straight up with his back waiting for her to come out hands on the table he says um you know i I noticed you didn't drink any of your tea and i figured you wouldn't drink any of this if you didn't see me open it so i i waited for you uh, again this is not giving credit to the scene in skarsgård in this where he's he's stuttering the whole time yeah He, he sounds very awkward but really pulling it off it's like i get it i wouldn't do the same thing this is yeah, really like, weird. This situation sucks. But... Almost like he's trying to lull her into yes. a false sense of security. But at the same time, I could see it being just like, oh, this is an awkward dude. Yeah, like this, so for the this viewer, guy's trying his best right now. Right. For the viewer, you're like, I know this is a horror movie. This is called Barbarian. He's he's trying to fuck fuck with this girl. But is like it putting yourself in the real life situation. You're like, yeah, man, I wouldn't. I'd also be super hesitant in this scenario. Oh, yeah. So I I just love how he pulls this off, and this is why I wanted the rest of this movie mm-hmm. for him. And uh, spoilers, that, he's not in the whole thing. No. Uh, so this is I think this is what you and I were talking about originally, where we mentioned um, how much we loved the wine scene. Uh, mm-hmm. Just him s- waiting for her to come out and being like, "Yeah, you know, I I knew you wouldn't drink it." So yeah, and it's just and he's again so awkward and creepy mm-hmm. about it, but it's very natural, not supernatural mm-hmm. anymore. Don't carry on. <laughs> Never. Don't carry a goddamn thing. Um, and so while they're sitting, they're, they're starting to talk a little bit. You know, they're drinking wine. They're loosening up to each other. Um, Keith asks Tess what she's doing in Detroit. And she explains that she's meeting with the filmmaker named Bonnie Zane. She's applying to be RoboCop. <laughs> for a job interview. See? RoboCop. Um, and Keith's like, oh, I recognize her. I saw I saw her last movie. And Tess is like... No one's seen that fucking movie. No, I really like it because she says the name and he's like, I don't know who that is. What mm-hmm. is what has she done? And then she says the name of the movie. He's like, oh, I saw that. I really liked it. Yeah. And then it, very natural conversation happening here. Mm-hmm. And he asks, you know, what this new movie's about. And she says it's about um, J- Detroit punk music, like the punk revolution of Detroit. I thought it was jazz. Jazz. You're right. Sorry. I, was... I think punk was the first one. Yes, you're right. Yeah, it was punk and then... Because it comes up Mm -hmm. relevant shortly. And then Keith says, oh, you should talk to me about that. Because I started this band and lists the name of the band. And it's like a pretty big band. Yeah, and from there, they just become good friends. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the lull into uh, false sense of security is now complete. So we're ready for a horror movie to start. Yep. And so she goes to bed. uh, And... Before she goes to bed, as she's in the room, she sees his wallet, takes his ID out, and takes a picture of it, and then goes and gives him his wallet, because he's sleeping on the couch. Like a gentleman. And, uh, smart. Yeah, and there's a whole thing with the duvet, and they're having fun, and they're, they're building a love story, for sure. That, yeah, what, it, it is out semi-romantic. One. Yeah, like, they don't sleep together, but they have a very charged moment of, like... If you said something, I'd be here. I mean, yeah, so he helps her. Uh, yeah, he 
He helps her put Sorry. the duvet on. Is that what you call that thing? So it's it's the whole it's the fitted sheet that he because he throws it over his head. Right? Yeah, it, it's a whole goofy scene. They're mm-hmm. drunk and it, I I guess I thought it was an oversheet. I guess if it's the fitted sheet, I don't know what the hell you call that. I, thing, d- I don't but, know either. But uh, so yeah, he he puts this sheet on the bed for her, and then they kind of just stand there and stare at each other for a minute. Well, there's a really good charge moment. So you've had the playful. They're friends now. That you know they're not so scared of each other or she's not scared of him mm-hmm. but right there he's got this blanket over him and he's saying well here's where i need your help you need to guide me so he's, he's trying to get her close and right there like i 100 percent was like oh he's gonna mm-hmm. snag her right here mm-hmm. this is barbarian this is what's happening no 100 percent. they they put the uh the sheet on the bed and part their separate ways and he's asleep on the couch she's in the bed all is good, and she's she's a little ooh. I like this. I like this boy. Mm-hmm. And then you get like a cut into the middle of the night, which is really weird. Yeah. You want to go over that? Yeah. So um, it's the middle of the night. She uh, Tessa's asleep, and camera's focused on her, and we just hear a door creak very slowly. This, this is why I, I want you to say this because of what he does. Because I think you'll convey that better than I will. But uh, the creek is super creepy, mm-hmm. which I really like. Till there's almost no payoff to it either, which is really interesting. There is and there isn't. So I don't. Got it. I watched the trailer earlier today to get a refresher. So I don't remember if this is in the movie or the trailer. But all right, I, I know it's in the trailer. I don't remember if it's in the movie. So after after the door creaks open in the trailer, there's like running footsteps. Uh, no, I don't think okay. so. Okay, so door creaks open. We see Tessa's eyes slowly open, and she turns, and there's nobody there. Then we hear yelping, and like, kind kind of like gasping, and like, no, uh, fuck, no, uh. Okay, that, you know, nightmare talk. And it's not like somebody's getting tortured, it's just like a, a, a dog crying. It's like, dis- <laughs> distressed. Yeah. Um, so but, she, like, muffled. She almost. stands up and looks out the door. And Keith is on the couch, just flailing around, and Magikarp you splash. Yeah, it's not very fat, had no effect at all. So he's he's kind of like turning back and forth, and he's the cause of these distressed noises. Yep. And she walks over to him, and she's like, "Keith, Keith." I love his reaction right here, by the way. <laughs> and so she startles him awake, and he goes, "What the fuck? What are you doing?" He's visibly pissed. So well, where you think there's like a this is a trap again? No, he's just pissed. I mean, also, like, I think genuinely scared because yeah. this random chick is now hovering over him in the middle of the night. Right, like, and he, he doesn't know what he's, what's going on. Exactly. He's, he's having a night terror or whatever, or a nightmare or whatever it may be. Yeah, and she, she tries, she's like, are you okay? Like, you were you were freaking out. And he's like, no, I'm fine. What the I'm fuck? I'm trying to sleep. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Like, he, he's pissed at her, and I, lo- I just love the reaction because it seems so genuine. Yeah, it's Again, just like, this isn't someone who's out to get her. This is just like, hey, get the fuck away from me, You woke me up twice tonight. Yeah, you piece of shit. Um, and that's the night. We get... Then they actually do, like... She she goes back to bed, and they do a shot, and she's sprawled out in bed, and it's sunlight out. Yeah, and so... She goes to the living room to say hello to Keith the next morning, and there's a note on the table. Basically just says, had to go do some stuff. Um, leave the key in the lockbox for me, and I'll see you when you get back. Good luck at your interview. And now, so they've kind of had this 
verbal agreement to stay there together, which I mm-hmm. thought was weird. Because even when they're talking before, they're like, we'll call them in the morning. We'll both get a free stay. And one of us will get out of here, however we work it out. Yeah, but I think over over the course of the night, it, it's almost like like a situation ship. Where they're like, we're, we're together right now yeah <laughs> we're gonna go we're gonna go shopping together yep. we're gonna do stuff and i'm getting the fuck out of detroit this is a one week stand uh-huh um <laughs> don't make stand. me stand that long one week sit one week lounge i don't want to do anything for a week <laughs> open packs for a week one week sleep no i hate sleeping do you yeah just don't wake me up when i get the precious little i get wake up for fucking nothing anyway one week shower no you know, like showers? No, not really. You fucking troglodyte. I take a lot of them. Troglodyte. All I hear is chocodile. <laughs> you fucking chocodile. There you go. That's way That's better. That's a slur. <laughs> uh, it's a Twinkie, but okay. Is it? Oh, it's the chocolate hostess. Twinkie. It's yeah. Gross. Delicious, actually. Try one. It'll, Gross. It'll destroy you. <laughs> Gross, dude. Well, again, you're a hipster, and you're just like, oh, I don't like anything. You know what? It's good. I found this candy yesterday that you're going to hate because you don't like white chocolate. Awful. Cookies and cream Twix. I actually have heard it's a banger. There's a couple people I know that it's... Uh, there's Who the fuck was? I can't remember who I was telling, talking to, but they said, oh, that's my favorite candy. Dude, I, I grabbed it thinking it was going to be trash. And I, I ate it last night, and I took a bite of it, and I was like, oh, oh it's going down. That- so basically what it is, um, it's it's chocolate on the outside like a regular Twix. Oh. The, the caramel on top is replaced with, like, a cookies and cream, like, meltier ice, ice cream, meltier chocolate. Okay. Um, and it's got, like, I don't know if it's chocolate chips or little, like, chunks of chocolate. See, that's where it's at. The mm-hmm. little chocolate bits that in the like the Hershey's bar, yep. the white chocolate Hershey. I like those. I'm not a big white chocolate guy. I'll eat it. I don't hate it, but I don't mm-hmm. care for it that much. But the whatever the little chocolate crispies mm-hmm. they have on them, banging. And the bottom wafer in the Twix is like an Oreo chocolate. Yeah, a hundred. Okay, I'm into that. See, I'd, e- I'd eat that all day. Banging. I I expected to eat one and throw them out. I I crushed the crushed the crushed the whole thing. Yeah, the king size. Dang. Dude, it was fucking good. Like, I can't eat sweet stuff like that, really, but... That's another thing with white chocolate. A lot of times it's super sweet to mm-hmm. hide the taste of white chocolate. <laughs> I really like white chocolate. I, I'll i eat a yogurt-covered pretzel sometimes, but I'm going chocolate-covered every time. Dark chocolate no. pretzel? I'll fuck that bag up. <laughs> you go yogurt pretzel. No, fuck that. But a dark chocolate-covered pretzel? I will eat infinite. Dude, a white chocolate racy? I'm oh not my into God. it. That's too much white chocolate because I don't prefer the white chocolate flavor, so I'm not into it. A white chocolate Kit Kat. No, nah, I'm good. To die for. Mint Kit Kat. No. Better than you think. You don't like mint, though. I like mint. I, I don't like chocolate and mint. That's my oh, That's fair. Like You don't like an Andes? I like an Andes. Andes is the one exception. The fuck it is. It's everything. That's, no, all, the, that's all that Kit no, Kat it's, tastes it's like. it's different. No. It's different. I will tell you it is the peak of best, 100%. But fuck you if you're gonna tell me, oh, I don't like chocolate and mint, but I like Andy's. You're telling me mint chip ice cream is the same as Andy's. No, but it's also delicious. It's not. And I'll hit it all day. It's not. You know what? Go have real mint, because real mint will make you want to vomit. You'll be killing your mama for a fucking mint chocolate the, chip ice cream. The plant, you mean? Yes. Yeah, I've tried it. I had to try it for culinary class uh, back in back in his hizzy school. You've never culinaried anything that's not a chicken nugget. That's not true. The, the teacher, her name was Miss Demkowski. Uh, she called me Chief. Chief. 
she was, see, she was a lady from Detroit. Her, the, <laughs> was it this lady from Detroit? Because I wouldn't fuck with this lady. The joke was she dated uh, Eminem, and that's why she was the way she is. You better lose yourself in the moment. She left after a year. I yeah. was the only class she ever had. That's uh, had that in a uh, what was her name? Demkowski. Yeah, like she so. she was like twenty three. Oh yeah, I had a teacher that I'm pretty sure quit after our year because there was definitely a real piece of shit throwing books in class like constantly. Oh, I there's... don't mean like. Hucking a book around, like he was hucking mm. books in this woman's head. Dude, there it was, was there up. was one kid that insulted her every day, and it made her like she had a breakdown in class. And I was like, "What do we do right now? Uh, can this, can lady, I cook this lady's crying, and I I'm supposed to cook eggs? <laughs> well, oh, keep cooking eggs. Quick story about the eggs. Eggs, eggs, me brother. So my whole thing in culinary class is no matter what I was assigned, I was washing dishes. That was my thing. Like, I, I liked washing the dishes because most of the time I could just sit there. Uh-huh. Um, but she was You're like... You're not working. Got it. Yeah. She was like, you got to cook these eggs. I was like, okay, cool. And after five minutes, I was like, why aren't these eggs cooking? No heat. <laughs> I didn't turn the stove on I'm more for confused. 30 minutes. I'm more confused on how you got eggs <laughs> in a pan without knowing that it was hot. So, you didn't hold your hand over it for a second? So the person... In my group before me, used oh, it. Oh, it's their fault. And Got then, it. And then they turned the stove. Oh, off. yeah, it's their fault. You didn't check anything. <laughs> Got I, it. You're well, of fucking course useless. Not. It's my fault. But yes. They turned it off, and I was like, "Oh, it's still warm." So I put it on there, and it cooked like the bottom part. So it was like mush instead of just egg. That is the worst egg ever. And I called the teacher over and I was like, Misty, what's going on? <laughs> it's not on. Did you try <laughs> unplugging it and plugging it back in? Have it's you, already unplugged, you asshole. Have you seen the TikTok of this, this little military kid in training? No. Oh my god, he's shooting this rifle at training and he his uh, drill sergeant yells at him. He's like, stop shooting. You've emptied your magazine. And the kid's like, how? <laughs> he's like, because you shot it all. Alright. That's just me. <laughs> the only meme on TikTok I care about right now is that Show me where you piss from! I hate it, dude. It's so good because I love the way the guy says it because he doesn't move anything but his bottom jaw. <laughs> and it's fantastic. You also, know eat my ass like a chupacabra is the best line I've ever heard in my life. You know what? Like, I, the first couple times I heard that, I was like, this is going to die. And then as soon as you sent me it, I was like, of course that's something Zach would Oh, like. it was so funny. The the second ones aren't as good, the other verses, but eat my ass like a chupacabra destroys me. I don't know. It's it's There's, not good. It's so lowest like, common it, denominator. If he but I made love it. if he made one, that's fine. But he's made like seven. Yeah, it's it, I'm over it. But I've only seen like two or three, and I only like the one. I mean, but chupacabra, right? You fucking rhyme chupacabra. Eat my ass like a chupacabra. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that part doesn't rhyme, but... Show me where you piss from. <laughs> Show me where you piss from! Just the way he yells it kills me. That's my sweet boy. <laughs> <laughs> my rotten soldier, my sweet cheese, my, my good time boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I saw another one that was... It was a political meme where somebody was talking about Arizona, and they say, Tucson. Tucson, oh. Arizona, oh, oh, Arizona. That's just and they're like, that's oh, where we speak from. Yeah, yeah. and they're just like, oh, it must be whatever, it was something Daytona. I can't remember what his name was. I whatever his surname was. So I the, thought that was uh, Taika Waititi. I thought that was a like a him thing. No, no, that was in an episode of What We Do in the Shadows. There's yeah, a whole so episode that's Taika of Waititi. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, he does. He did the movie. I think he's involved in the show. Um, but that's uh, Matt Barry who does the line, mm. and uh, it's uh, the whole episode actually has Mark Hamill in it the whole time. Hey, it's fantastic. I'm the Joker, baby. Also, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> but all right. I'm the Joker, baby. Baby. Yeah, man, Barbarian, though. We yeah. watched that, I think. We fucking went off. Uh, that was a bad tangent even for us. Hey, Matt Barry, I'll take all day. Matt Smith. Fuck Matt Smith, man. I still don't care about that guy. I like him. He's my least favorite doctor, my least favorite doctor in Morbius, and <laughs> my least favorite doctor in Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, Dr. Damon. Dr. Oh, I don't even remember his name in Morbius. Oh, oh God! What is it? I wanted to say Miles, but I know it's not right. Uh, it was a nickname too. Yeah. Fuck! I and cannot. Then everyone calls him that. Yeah, so stupid. Maddie boy. Anyway, Senior Matterino. Anyway, <laughs> so back to the movie. So Tess is leaving for her interview, and as she steps outside, we now see that all the houses surrounding the Airbnb are fucking trashed, like graffitied, basically burned down. Um, like this, like I'm gonna keep saying it. RoboCops Detroit. Yeah, there are robots and bears just coming out of these houses. <laughs> Robot bears. Nah, they haven't made it yet. That's in the future. Robots. Bear bots. Ro bears. That's better. <laughs> Robo bear. Robot bear. No. We're right back. Yeah, no, we've gone too far. Um. So she meets. Uh, Bonnie at a restaurant for the interview and everything goes well until Tess mentioned where she's staying and Bonnie goes, you gotta get the fuck out of there. You can't stay there. You know what? She's right. She could, in fact, not stay there. She shouldn't. Uh, So, when Tess returns to the house, a homeless man named Andre is running behind her screaming, hey! Hey, come here! Hey! Don't go in that house! Get out of there! Come here! (laughs) By running behind her and yelling that I think you meant he's going you can't go in there white lady white lady don't do that <laughs> yeah um, and so she obviously sprints inside and slams the door yeah he's go away um, so although a bit spooked uh, Tess goes about her business and ends up going down towards the basement um, door locks behind her as soon as she goes down there and at this point, I'm thinking, this is a ghost movie. Yeah, well, because we've got the door, and then, well, the, the door first and door, the door. Yeah, the door and the door. The door while she's sleeping, creaking open, and the door... Uh, and, and there's a really good scene, that I'm going to jump back a little bit, right when she gets up to check on Keith. Mm-hmm. In the background, you can see the door moves again. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh. But there's nothing there. You don't see anybody. There's no movement, but you see the door... Uh, I can't remember if it was open or closed, but it moves again mm. where it sh- when it shouldn't, which I really liked. And uh, also, when she pulls up to the house originally, there is a subtitle that says, um, Damned Souls Crying. I I guess I don't watch this. It's on the subtitle? Yeah. What the fuck? Because it's part of the soundtrack, but it's oh. specifically Damned Souls Crying. Okay. That's um, fucking terrifying. Right? So I'm like, oh, ghost movie. Yeah. Okay. Because, um, again, you're thinking the whole time this guy's going to do something fucked up, and by this point you're like, okay, it's not this guy, so what's going on here? Yep, and so she uh, goes down to the basement, door slams shut, behind her locked, 
She realizes she left her phone upstairs, uh, and she starts looking around in this basement. Creepiest basement I've ever seen. Uh, this is a murder basement. Yeah. With a bathroom. There's not a bathroom in there, but I feel like somebody was shitting in there. <laughs> um, well, you'd be right, because she finds a rope attached to a wall, and when she pulls it, hidden door opens. I like the rope wall, though. I like it a it's lot. It's really... It's not fancy, but it's clever, because it's hidden behind, like, mm-hmm. a can. Like, if you don't know it's there, you're not going to see it. She just, like, slowly starts talking on this rope, because it's a fucking weird. Yeah. And then this little trap door just starts opening up. And she peers into this hallway, and there's a open... Well, there's an opening to the left of the wall with just light coming from it. So she walks down the hall and looks into this room, and there is a rusty metal bed frame with a, a mattress on it. A disgusting mattress. A shit bucket and an old fucking, like, a camera, a video camera. This is when cameras weren't uh, pocket-sized. This thing weighed, like, 600 pounds. And was yeah, on a it's tripod. like one of the shoulder cameras. Yeah. This thing gave you a hernia by looking at it. Um, and there is also a bloody handprint on the wall. She's freaking out, and she's stuck in this basement. Yep, and so she dips out of that room, and she sees through one of the, like, you know how basements have those windows that are, like, above ground? Yeah. Well, obviously I do. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, she, there's the one window, and you can see it, like, from the front, from the porch. Yeah, it's, it's on like the ground. On, on the ground, essentially, yeah. And she sees Keith coming back, and she starts pounding on this fucking window. Um, and Keith sees her, and he's like, what are you doing he's down like, there? I like that he's kind of laughing. He's like, what are you doing? And she's like, shit's fucked up. Come get me. Please help. And she's got the... Before that, too, she's waiting around, waiting for him to come home. Mm-hmm. And she's... They do a pan to her phone. She doesn't have her phone. It's on the table. Yeah. She checks her pockets. She still has the key, so it's not in the lockbox mm-hmm. for him. So he, she, he can't get in. Um, so... We're going to go ahead and jump to where he does get in now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she's freaking the fuck out. Yep, and Tess is yelling, Keith, we need to leave. There's creepy shit going on down there. Something's fucked up. Yeah, she's straight just trying to get the fuck out of there. And Keith is basically saying, like, no, hey, first calm down. Um, let me go look. And she's like, no. I, I love the description because she goes, there's this bucket and a bed and a yeah. camera. And he's like, so. You want me to be scared of a bucket it, and a bed it's so good because somebody retelling you that you'd be like what the fuck are you talking yeah. about you can't you cannot articulate how creepy that is and he keeps saying no i'm gonna go look and she don't and he's like but no just hang out up here you don't have to come with me i need to go look so i can see what you saw and then we can leave and she's like okay i'm not going down there so he goes and it's just he finally gets her by saying uh just just stay here 30 seconds so the door doesn't lock me into. Yep. Which, when I heard that, I was like, oh, he's I'm back in. He's the he's the killer. Right, and so what happens instantly next is she, she yells down, you see it? And he goes, yeah, I see it. And then we don't hear him anymore. And she's Keith? And then she goes into the kitchen, grabs a kitchen chair, props the door open, and then goes down. I gotta back up a little, too, because I really love this, and I hate it later. Her mindset... So she finds the first, the door, mm-hmm. but she doesn't walk through this fucking creepy door because it's pitch black. You can't see it. She's sitting on the stairs, just waiting. Mm-hmm. And first they open the door. She goes, nope. Yeah, right. I she really does. like yeah. the nope. And then she's waiting. She's curious. She sets up a mirror so she can reflect the light to see what's back there. And she mm-hmm. sees the room and then goes in. Now, 
fast forward where we're at again. Now where we are. Yeah. And now she can't hear Keith, and she's still at the top of the stairs waiting for the door. Mm-hmm. She does something really smart again. She goes and grabs a chair, chair and props the door open, and that, but then still goes downstairs and through this door again because mm-hmm. she's just not getting that response from him. And yeah. I'd be like, fuck that. You're on your own, buddy. And this is the part where he's not replying, and I'm like, this is where he gets her in the yep. room, and this is where he wanted her. This is barbarian-y. Um, and so she goes down into the room yelling for Keith. Keith's just not there. Yeah. And uh, this part again, I'm like, ghost movie. Yep. Ghost. 100%. Because there's one hallway, one room. Yep. He's not in the room. She's in the hallway. And so she's looking around in this hallway now, and she sees the end wall is a little little propped out from the rest. It's a little. It looks a little different. Right. Uh, th- now she's got her camera phone on, so she can yeah, actually her, see... Her, it. her phone flashlight. Yeah, she can kind of see what's in here a little better. Mm-hmm. And she reaches forward and pulls this wall, and it's another door that leads to a goddamn stone staircase. Creepy at... Don't go down that staircase. Fuck no. This is where I don't like it, because first, first her response is, nope, yep, stick with that response, fuck that. But here she's just like, mm-hmm. well... I guess I gotta go down yeah, here. Yeah, instantly she starts walking down, calling out for Keith, and she's walking and walking, and then we hear Keith go, "Help!" from down in the tunnel. Please help! And screaming for help, so she starts more frantically going down these stairs, and she ends up in this tunnel, and it's almost like a like a mine shaft. It, yeah, it's a couple like offshoots. It's just wood planks holding mm-hmm. up this nothing hallway. Mm-hmm. Super creepy. And so she's running around looking for him, just running down this hall. And then Keith just fumbles into the hallway, just hands and knees crawling towards her. And he's, she's screaming, and he's like, no, be quiet. Be quiet. Somebody shut the fuck. Somebody shut that kid up. Let me tell you. So, let me tell you something. Hold on. Hold on. Um, and so she is like, what, let's go. And he says, there's someone else here. She goes, what? He goes, Something bit me. <laughs> he got debited. And he's on the ground. He's, he's on his really like, see, like Yeah, you don't really see why he's on the ground. I, I guess the assumption is he got this bite and he's fucked up. Yeah. But... Um, and this part threw me for a fucking loop. Pretty graphic. So let me let me just say this and then we'll we'll talk about it. So they're they're freaking out. They're talking about what they need to do, and then uh, footsteps quickly approaching footsteps and she's like uh what and then we just see a huge hulking white humanoid uh, monstrosity grabs uh keith by his head and just starts slamming his head into the wall until it's a bloody fucking pump. a lot just over and over and over and over and um no obviously tess is screaming this whole fucking time um and then we get from Tess's like over her shoulder POV of this thing's face with the phone flashlight and it roars at her and then we cut to black and so before we go farther like one they get very graphic on the head smash of Skarsgård they they don't hold back no it's like a one to two minute scene of just smash and his face is getting fucked up and more fucked up it's insane and um yeah they fucking kill Skarsgård yeah so this is this is what we're saying like this is not the turn of the movie you expect. No, but and, I love it. Yeah, and the monsters, you don't really get a good anything of what this is. It's just a 
hulking humanoid, like you said. So you you get a little bit further on, but it's it's like somewhat explained. Yeah, I, I mean, there's I, there's, they there's like it. three it's just, other stories in this movie. Yeah, I would say they give you an answer of what this thing is, but it's just not a very good answer. Mm-hmm. And I will say, um, this this uh, humanoid played by Matthew Patrick Davis is named the Mother. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just for future reference, I will call it the Mother. So it's a woman. Yeah, it's a it's a very big nude woman. Yes. Very pale. Yeah, pale and uh, flabby. Flabby, <laughs> flabby boobs all over the place. Um, so then an undisclosed amount of time later, screenwriter A.J. Gilbride, played by Justin Long. Who is a screenwriter? I thought he was an actor. Screenwriter. Oh, I didn't hear that. Um, he's driving, singing. Uh, I have no idea what this song is. I think it's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, maybe. I, I think don't know. it's Red Hot Chili Peppers. I didn't recognize it, but he is happy-go-lucky into yep. it. This is in, in his fucking drop-top convertible, cruising on like the beachfront. And you know what, man? All credit to Justin Long, because he plays from super happy, chill dude to very freaked out later on. It's so I good. I like him a lot in the movie. I I think he's a great actor. When they first introduced the character, I wasn't really feeling it. But no, because he's all like, cool, bro, what's up? Yeah. He, he's very upbeat, Yeah, so Cali he, surfer boy. He gets a call from his colleagues, and um, he's like, hey, bro, what's up? Yeah, like, 100%. You know, just very, very feeling it. And he said, the colleagues say, well, um, you're being dropped from your latest project because a woman who worked on it is alleging that you raped her. At, at the conversation, we're, we're cutting it pretty short, is really mm-hmm. crazy. It's, like, it's very awkward and very realistic. Like yeah. These, these, it's a guy and a girl on the phone, and they're like... A guy um, and a girl on the phone. With those three people. Yeah. Guy, girl, and Justin Long. And, and they're very like... Uh, you, you're probably going to want to get like a, a lawyer because she's saying some stuff. Just alluding to it without saying what's going on. And then he just says, is, is she saying I raped her? And the guy on the phone goes, yeah. Pretty, yeah, this is what's happening. And it's just like, yo, we're also not going to be working with you. And the mm-hmm. next like, I don't know, five to ten minutes is just him and everyone he works with just distancing mm-hmm. from them. And he's instantly like, he goes from like the, the happy-go-lucky to like, now he's like, that fucking bitch. Like yeah, that, that kind of thing, you know. Um, and so they're like, "Yeah, uh, bye." Show me where you pissed from. <laughs> and so he he is pulled over to take this phone call, and he's just staring off into the sunset, having this conversation about his life being over. And his face again, like, I'll credit it, from the couple of minutes, and obviously it's not shot like this, but the couple of minutes of from him being happy-go-lucky dude to. My life is in shambles is bananas. And they had to speed this up because we're like an hour into the movie already. Yeah, maybe like 40 minutes. We're like 40 minutes in. Yeah, yeah. which is about... We're about halfway through this movie already, and we're just introducing a very main character. I mean, I definitely found myself at this part of the movie being like, well, what now? Yeah. Like, what what are we doing now? Yeah, you have no idea. It's like, what is... How is this related to Mm -hmm. what just happened? And so, throughout the phone call, he maintains his innocence. He says he didn't do anything to her. Uh, But... Then we see in the next scene, he's talking to his accountant, um, asking him how much money he's going to have. And the accountant says, well, with how you spend money, you're not going to have shit after four months. Right. Um, and he goes, I recommend selling your, your summer house. He goes, what about my house is in Detroit? And you're like, this is your first like, oh. Got it. So maybe he's part of the part of the Airbnb thing. Right. 
And, I, and I'll be honest, I missed part of that when they said the Detroit house. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't quite understand until a couple scenes later. Yeah. Of why, like how it was related still. still yeah. A so confused. they, they go over that for a minute and they're talking about like, yeah, the, you know, that the area that house is in, it's not going to make any fucking money though. Um, and then the account goes, puts a, a file on the desk. AJ's like, what the fuck is this? He goes, I'm giving you your file back. I recommend you get a new account. A new wealth management. Yeah, new new wealth management. He is also being letting him go because he knows he has no more money. Yep. Uh, and again, it's just very realistic of what would probably happen in that scenario. It's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, fuck that, we're done. Yeah, and I I think that it's very um, very timely showing like this this celebrity essentially is uh-huh. getting, getting canceled for something, right? And you know, showing all the the repercussions of and how instant of it is just. Yep. And, like, not to... Because this guy's a piece of shit 100% in this movie, but just how quickly that allegation goes mm-hmm. from an allegation, it doesn't matter if it's substantiated or not, to, oh, yeah, your life's fucked. Yeah. And so he is instantly on a plane to Detroit to go see this house. Right. And he, He's staying there for a little bit. As soon as he lands, he gets a call from um, his agent slash lawyer. I'm not sure... It's the guy. It's the guy on the phone call from earlier. His name is Matt. Yeah, I don't know what and, he is to him. And he Matt's like, "Where the fuck are you?" And he says, "I'm in Detroit." And Matt's like, "You're fucking where? There is an investigation. You're not supposed to leave the state." And he's like, uh, AJ replies with, "Well, I haven't been arrested, so I can go wherever the fuck I want." And hangs <laughs> up. He uh, even says something like, "I'm not on the lam. I'm just staying yeah. at one of my houses or something." Yeah, like I'm not running. I'm at a property I own. Right. Um, and the property is. It's the Barbary House. So he gets there, and he sees Tess, uh, Tess's shit, and Keith's shit just all over the place. Yeah, he, he's very confused. He assumes somebody's there. He calls his, the management yeah, company who's running it. Is someone squatting in my fucking house? Like, that that kind of thing. And I, I like the argument because it's, it's a dumb argument, but it's not an unfair one. Because he's like, so nobody's been in my house since the last guests were here. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't come check it until the new, next arrival comes in. And, like, that's totally what happens. Yeah. They're not going there twice. Like, Isn't it a stupid system? She just hangs up. I love it. Like, hey, asshole. That's not how this works. Yeah, and so he's he's going through the the house looking at all this shit. We see the toothbrush on the floor again. That's again again they show it, and I'm like, why? Like other than the relevance of yes, they were there. Mm-hmm. And then he he calls his boy, one of his friends, and he says, "Hey, I'm here. Let's go. Let's go get a drink." And they're then we cut to them at a bar, and his friends like, "Hey, man, no no bullshit, just you and me. What happened with that girl?" Yeah, he, he you kind of get the story from. A little more mm-hmm. is the whole point of the scene. And AJ says, "Look, everything we did was consensual. You know, she t- she took a little convincing, but once we got started, it was fine." Uh, yeah, I'm and a persistent dude. Yeah, I'm a persistent guy. Like that's that's uh, that's rape. Yeah, that's uh, not <laughs> that's okay, rape, man. Yeah, and you him and his goof. boy are like cheersing over it. And it's, yeah, it's you know shitty guy stuff. It's like like 90s frat guy talk oh, how, 100%, they, how they speak to each which other, which I think is like what they're getting at. Oh like, yeah, I'm your boy. I believe whatever you tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck you. Absolutely not. Um, holy shit. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> shit happens. Sorry, my, my notes are out of order. Okay, so then he, he gets back home, passes out drunk. Uh, but before that... There you go. He calls the girl. 
um, I believe her name was Abby, Abigail. Yeah, something like that. He calls Abigail, and this is after his, his lawyer was like, don't fucking talk to her. Like, any contact with her is bad right now. Yep. And he calls her drunk call, and he's like, hey. I'm sorry. I just want you to know that I'm sorry for anything I did, and, um, you know, I just, I want to make this, make this right, and starts crying, and then we cut to him asleep. <laughs> I like that he goes, I'm sorry, and if you call me back, I'll say I'm sorry again. Like, yeah. Cool, this is why I'm going to call you back. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. I think that's... Like, he's just saying, like, you know, it's going to be the same thing if you call me back. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to apologize to you again. Right. Uh, but he, he's super drunk, you could tell. Oh, yeah, he's slurring. Pass out. Um, and then the next day, he gets to work on uh, square footaging this bitch out. Well, so it's not that he he, what is he doing? He finds the uh, the actual. Well, first he grabs her, Tess's laptop and he's like, "Hell yeah!" Tries to sign in for right, some reason. Yeah, so he he's trying to figure out who they are. Oh, is that what it is? Like, I didn't really get it. He's like super excited to find this laptop. Says the name Tess. Tries to log in. Obviously, doesn't know the password, and then just hucks the computer. Like, literally just b over his shoulder against the wall. Didn't really get why, like, what, what that relevance would be. But then, I don't... He ends up in the basement. He changes the light bulb. He's pissed because the... I think the light's been on the whole time. And there's a chair propping the door open. Oh, he just goes down. And he sees the door still open, I think. Is yeah. how he gets in there. So, this is why he starts researching the square footage. Because he wants to charge more for this place. So he's he's googling, can you is a unfinished basement added square footage to a residence? Yeah. So he could say how this place is so much bigger, mm -hmm. and he finds something that says no, but he says but you can list it as additional space. So he just grabs a measuring tape and a knife, yeah, like a, uh, just like a steak knife, mm -hmm. and he just starts measuring this hallway. This is just the hallway with the one room in it, and then. He gets to the end of the hallway after measuring the room and sitting on the bed, and he's like, oh, fuck, what am I doing here? Yeah. Which I thought was really funny. He gets to the end of the hallway, bumps the back wall, and the door opens again to reveal the stairs. Yeah. And in instead of being like, oh, fuck, he's like, hell yeah. yeah he's oh, yeah. He's super pumped, and then he just starts measuring this fucking mine of a hallway. And he just... Like, I've never seen a man so eagerly sprint to his death. He just basically jumps down these stairs. Yeah, he is super pumped for this. He's and hopscotching. I kind of get it, because he's, like, if you... The mindset is, like, he's a successful dude. He doesn't have a lot of worries. Mm -hmm. Like, he just... I My thought is he assumes nobody's been there for 20 years, however long he owned the house. He's just, like, hey, this is, this is bonus for me. Mm -hmm. Not, hey, a murder probably happened, because two people's bags are in here. Yeah, so he's, he's going down, and he's measuring... Uh, the floor, measuring the rooms, he sees a couple like dog cages, and he's like, the fuck is that doing there? And then just keeps going. Yeah, it, like, this place is huge. This yeah. is a labyrinth it's down here. It's giant. And eventually, he finds uh, a room with a TV, but still playing. Old school TV, VCR, like, 12-inch yeah. TV, playing this really creepy video. And it's a, it's a breastfeeding instruction video. Yeah, it's a mom feeding a baby, essentially. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And then we hear the footsteps. We hear the stompies. The spookies. Um, and then we see the mother 
and we get a, a good old fashioned chase scene. It, super good. The lighting is not doesn't make sense for like he's holding his phone or no, he has a flashlight. Yeah, he's holding the flashlight and it just goes black on screen and. They do the classic, like, it goes black and she's closer every time. They've done yeah. it, they did it a few times in the, the movie. the flashlight stops working. And... Yeah, but it's like, the flashlight doesn't stop working, it just, they just do this mm-hmm. to intensify the scene. It looks great, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. But he's booking it now, he's like, whoa, fuck. And then he, he falls through a grate into a pit, um, and this, the mother is just sprinting behind him, just moaning. This whole time. Yeah, this thing's all grunts. Yeah, all grunts. And, um... Falls into this pit. And then instantly, we see Tess. And she goes, shut, the, shut the fuck up. I, lo- I love her, in- her reaction here. Just stop. Because you don't know how long it's been since these two events. It's, mm, it's und- undisclosed time. Yeah, se- seemingly moments, but as long as days or weeks, you really don't know. Yep, and... So a- after this, we jump back into the 80s. Um, this flashback is so unsatisfying. It's weird. I don't like it at all. I love this. I love what they do. I wish they paid it off. And I love the actor that uh, is in this whole scene. So we jump back to the 80s when Barbary Street was full of residents. Um, we meet a man named Frank who lives in the Barbary house. Uh, he's-, he's coming out of the house, I think, here. Yeah, yeah, and he's going to the store, getting baby products. Uh, he then spots a young woman and follows her back to her home. Uh, so to to paint the scene, so the guy's name is Richard Brake. He's yeah. he's in like every Rob Zombie movie. He's very creepy. Um, to set the scene, he's very cold. He's in a store shopping and he's buying baby stuff, and the lady's trying to connect with him, and he's very, giving very vague answers like. Um, you know, oh, do you have diapers? Where's the baby? You have a, you have a midwife? Nope, just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's the baby? Not here yet. You know, just not nothing. Her, no ending. Yeah. And uh, he leaves. He follows the woman to her house. It, it I really like the setup though, because he's in his car. He's just walking. He's a, he's kind of creepy, but he's not really doing anything too weird yet. But then you see him just... You see the girl in the back. She she gets in the car. He's kind of looking her way. She gets in her car, drives, and then he starts driving. It's like, all right, he's following this woman. Yeah. So, but it, it's a very slow play for a short scene, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, he poses as a man working for her electrical company. Water company. It's electric. You sure? Yeah. I'm certain it's water because he goes in and checks the water. It's electric. Are you sure? I am certain it's a water company. I don't know. My notes say electric a bunch. But why? Barbarian. Uh, only because he goes in and turns the water on. And I can't remember the name of the company. Because he says there's an outage. I don't know why he'd go in the bathroom and just turn the sink on for two seconds. Hang on. Keep talking. Okay, perfect. Keep talking. Oh, what? You? You! Oh, no, I'm good. No, I'm... I don't know. I guess it doesn't really matter. But I guess if you want to keep going. Uh, he poses... He, he gets a jumpsuit out of the car. It says Carlos on it. Just like a, a onesie. And uh, knocks on the door. Says, sorry to bother you. I'm with so-and-so. 
there's an outage, just checking. She lets him in. And he goes in the bathroom, turns the water on for like two seconds. Yeah, he lets it run and he locks the door. And then turns the sink off. Leaves, you know, sorry to bother you. Call us if there's an issue. Doesn't do anything, but he's so clearly he, falling. He unlocks the window is what he does. He unlocks it? I thought he locked it. He unlocks it. That makes more sense. <laughs> I, I like a challenge. Yeah, I didn't get it. I thought maybe he was... I thought they were going to come back to this scene and he was going to do something, but they don't. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't find what company it works for. Perfect. I'm so going to say electric. Water, got it. Uh, so when he returns home, his neighbor Doug um, is talking to him and he's he's like happy neighbor and Frank is just screwed. Shut the fuck up. He's yeah. like, hey, hey, Frank, I just wanted to let you know me and the wife are selling the house. Uh, you know, this this neighborhood seems like it's, it's kind of going to hell in a handbasket. And old, Frank... Frank cliches. Like, Frank just says, "I'm never leaving." Yeah, he, uh, he, the neighbor asks him, "Like you, you gonna be moving?" He goes, "I ain't going nowhere." Mm-hmm. He walks into his house with all the baby crap, and and then we he opens the basement door and we hear screams coming from the yeah. basement. Uh, and then we go back to the present, and this is all you really get out of this. It comes back in a little bit, yeah. But this is where I think I have the biggest issue with the movie. I want to know more about this character. Yeah, so Tess, um, Tess and AJ are in this pit, and Tess is trying to calm AJ down. Uh, and then we see the mother lower a baby bottle into this pit. Well, I love it, too, because she goes, you need to calm down, because if you freak out, she's going to freak mm-hmm. out, and then shit's going to be shit's going to go poorly here. Mm-hmm. But and uh, Tess just starts drinking from this baby bottle, and AJ's like, I'm not doing that. Nope. And Tess is like, no, you, you fucking need do to. Do it. Drink from the bottle. And Mother is like shaking her arm like... Like, drink from this bottle. And it's a fucking gross bottle. So all she says throughout this movie is baba. So well, she just keeps saying bah. Yeah, I, ah. I don't... I mean, she clearly can't talk. She's got issues. And they kind of explain no that way. later. Um, but yeah, she's just grunting and like shaking this hairy fucking bottle at mm-hmm. her. Or at him. Yeah, and then after he refused to drink, she plops down into this pit, and she, like, treats Tess like a little baby, like, caresses her, and, like, then turns to AJ, growls and screeches. <laughs> and the pit I like, too, because the mother's, like, what, seven, eight feet tall? Mm-hmm. It's huge, like, hulking, like you said. So, like, the great, the covering it, she opens it up, and it's big enough for her to get in and out of no problem, but the regular person couldn't mm-hmm. just jump out of that crate very, uh, great very easily yeah and so then aj is taken by the mother up out of the pit um and tess climbs up after they leave a couple of jumps she's like i, I got this mm-hmm. i'm gonna make it and aj is trapped in a room where the mother forces him to breastfeed uh which is the the room with the breastfeed yeah so and she she even tess even says like she just wants you to be her mm-hmm. baby yeah and Tess is, looks in the room and she goes, sorry, man. Yep, I'm <laughs> out. It. She gets upstairs and then she trips. Um, yeah, before, right, she trips. Before she gets upstairs, she hits the measuring tape that's, that's on the floor. Yeah. And then the mother starts, hears it. And, Jason. Yeah, so she runs out. She gets, like, you, you think it's going to be a super long scene and she gets out of, to the basement really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then how do you get out of the basement? Because the door's locked again because Justin Long took the chair out yeah. and the door's closed. So she breaks the window to the front. That and, that little window from before. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so she she's jumping and she's trying to crawl out. 
as uh, we see the mother coming up behind her. And then that homeless guy, Andre, from before, yanks her out. And, and we get I, uh, thought for sure mother was going to grab her and she was going to be halfway out and yoinked back. We get a really cool shot of, um, like, after she gets pulled out, the mother, like, reaches after her and then slowly slinks back in. Into the, the darkness, yeah. Um, and Andre's like, let's go. But Tess is like, no, there's someone down there. We need to help him. And Andre's like, yeah, I know. You're not the first person that's been in that fucking house. Come on. She has a, from here on, she has a very odd sense of, like, I have to save this guy. Yeah. That, you know what, man? Save yourself sometimes. Yeah, honestly, like, like no. <laughs> she, she does a lot to try and save him, and she goes a little above and beyond by the end of it. She does a bit too much. Yeah, <laughs> to the point where it's like, fuck that, you lived. Um, Assume he's dead. Yeah, so they're talking for a minute, and Andre says, you can go, but I'm not helping you. If you need me, I live at the water tower. Yep. And then he fucks off. So... Because she comes out at night. She, yeah, she doesn't she, leave the house during the day. It's mm-hmm. still daytime. He says, she's going to come out at night and she's going to get you. So you better fucking be careful. Yep. You better get as far away from here as you can. 100%. If, you, if you're out here, she is going to mm-hmm. find you. And so she, Tess goes to a nearby gas station. She calls the cops. Um, the cops pull up outside the gas station. She's talking to them. Surprisingly and... not RoboCop. Uh, I <laughs> thought for sure RoboCop was going to make an appearance. What a crossover. Murphy. No, and so... She, at this point, obviously, she's been in this cave for an X amount of time. She's dirty and raggedy she, clothes. She looks disheveled. Yeah, she she looks, like, yeah, she looks like they're assuming she's a homeless person or a crackhead. And the cops instantly are like, this is a this is a crazy person. Right. And they give her a fair shot, but they're not acknowledging her at all other than... Yeah, so they... Yes, yes. They take her back to the house. And she's like, this is my car. I stayed here. There's somebody in the basement. And they're like, look, lady, I I don't know. There's a broken window. You could have broken. Like, she, All they say is, all I see so far is you broke, it, broke into this mm-hmm. house through that window. Because she can't get in the house because the key's not there. Mm-hmm. She has no proof of who she is. That's her car. Like, nothing. Yep. And so they just, the cops just leave. And, um... yeah, and now she is still at this house. And so she tests then waits until it's dark to break into the house and get her keys. Um, she gets the keys, runs back out and gets in her car. And then as she starts to pull away, we see the mother has emerged. Screaming through the door. Yeah. And mother tries to break into Tess's car from the windshield. Uh, but Tess just floors it into the house and just smashes the mother between the car and the front wall. Yeah, and also like making right with, a hole into the basement. Yeah. Like, and they have a pretty long scene of the mother kind of phasing out uh-huh. to dead. And at this point, yeah, the, the mother is assumedly dead, just sprawled out on this car. And there's a line here where, or previously with uh, Andre, right? This is his name? The homeless guy? Yeah. Yeah. Where he had said something, uh, she's not even the worst thing down there. Yeah. So, like, here you're like, okay, the mother's dead, but something else is mm-hmm. going to happen. She's clearly going to save Justin Long. And then, meanwhile, at this time, AJ has made his way um, into the the cave hallways again. And he finds a bell on a string. Yep. And he follows the string for a minute, and it leads to another door. And there's a really good, like, do I fo- which way? It's a, P, it's a fork. Mm-hmm. One with the string towards the bell, and the other one, nothing. So, I, I should mention... 
this actually happens before the the test coming back because the That's mother true. the mother is chasing him as he's following Very this, true. this string and he gets to the door and the mother's kind of standing there and then she just backs off because he's at this door yeah she she's not fucking with that door and I'm thinking like oh this is the big boss this in is here. barbarian the real barbarian this is the barbarian yeah because so far we still haven't gotten like more than just this mother and the mother's fucking crazy for sure yeah but um and so he finds his way into this room and he finds uh frank the the guy from before who is bedridden and ancient at this point cannot speak only cough surrounded by fucking empty booze cans an old vcr tv um, and a shitload of tapes with very nefarious things yep so aj sees the tapes and sees that frank is uh kept tapes of women that he raped over the years. And they're all labeled, and they say like, it's, biter, blind, the kind of fucked up description. Yeah, it's like gas station, and gi- he, blondie, ginger, stuff like that. And he put, puts one in that's in the VCR, and he pl- pl- plops it in to play it, and instantly turns on this guy. Like, because the first... His first reaction is, I'm gonna get you out of here, man. I'm gonna get the cops here. We're gonna, we're gonna get you out of here for what this thing's done. Mm-hmm. And then instantly, you are the villain. Yeah, what the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, so AJ calls out Frank for how sick this is, and all the while Frank is like slowly reaching into a desk drawer. And he pulls out this like snub nose revolver, uh-huh. and he's pointing it at AJ. And uh, AJ is fully switched now, and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm sorry. Right. I, I don't know you. I don't know what's going on with you. Just let me go." Yeah. And then Frank turns the gun on himself and shoots himself in the head. Um. This is where I was like, man, I wanted him way more about this fucking guy. And I, I think we will, and we'll get to that at the end. I, I, that's what I'm wondering. Like, are we building a sequel I series think out so, of this? Just because of how it ends. Yeah. But so AJ then grabs the gun and leaves the room. Uh, and now Tess is now down there, and he's they're calling out to each other. Well, she's calling out to him. Uh, she has a light. She's running. And then we get a quick. AJ turns the corner, sees somebody, and shoots. <laughs> and I, I like she goes hello, and before she even says oh, he- bang, just sh- nailed her right in right in the stomach, just popped her right in the stomach with this revolver. And <laughs> AJ is like, oh my god, I'm so fucking sorry, and picks her up and is dragging her. God out. damn it, AJ, you <laughs> piece of shit. Um, they they eventually get outside and they see that uh, the mother is no longer there and Tess tells AJ it's like she's not where she was yeah like <laughs> you need to get the fuck mm-hmm. out of here but she says I know where we can run to uh, and then Tess and AJ run down to the water tower where Andre is uh, they have a conversation where Andre explains to them that Frank owned the house and was most likely the source uh that booked them which is kind of true but it's kind of a stretch uh, so he essentially says that this guy makes the ads I don't oh really I didn't get I guess I missed that I don't think that's what happened at all I think it was legit just a, a fuck up and this thing just kills people anyway just, just whoever's there ignore that that's not true. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense so far. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he would kidnap and rape all these women, um, force them to have children, 
that in turn he would also do things to, um, which is what produced the mother. Yeah, that uh, Andre goes in this, you know, he has babies with the... He it's been happening for yeah. 40 years. Just inbreeding and, you know, the cages and fucked up things are happening there. And AJ's like, well, how do you know she's not going to come here? And Andre says, Look, I've been here 25 years and she's never come here. And then instantly... <laughs> Boom. I, lo- I loved this, by the way. Instantly bust through the wall. Just... Andre turns around. <laughs> she fucking rips one of his arms off and just beats him to death with it. Just A, showing the strength. Now, okay, this is the real fucking barbarian. Mm-hmm. And then B... Just the irony, not irony, just the timing. It's so good. Yeah, he just beats the shit, she beats the shit out of him with his own arm. Um, and then, while this is happening, Tess and AJ are like, we gotta go. Get the fuck out of here. And they go, where do they go? They go, up the water tower. I hate that the instant reaction isn't grab my gun that's in my pants, because they go up this water mm-hmm. tower, and she goes, your gun! Because mm-hmm. she's like limping up this tower with a gunshot in her belly. Yeah, so he gets to the top a lot faster than her. Wait, if it's... This guy's not waiting for her at all. <laughs> and she's like limping up and she yells for the gun and he pulls it out and instantly fumbles it and loses I it. I hated that. He, <laughs> instantly. He fumbles it for like three to five <laughs> seconds. We're like, motherfucker, stop it. And then it just falls onto lower platform of the water tower. I love it too because the timing is the gun hits and mm-hmm. you see a footstep of the mother running yeah. past. So. so the gun hits as soon as she gets past it. Right. Um. And so AJ thinks, you know, this is this is my chance. Um, <laughs> and he's talking to Tess as the mother comes up and he goes, look, um, she can't get both of us. I can get away. I can get away, but I, I'm sorry. You have to slow her down. <laughs> and she, the mother gets to the top and AJ goes, you want your baby? <laughs> and shoves just, Tess off the water tower. Just, nopes. Get the fuck out of <laughs> here. full shove off this water tower. And the whole time Tess is like, no, 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 no. Gone. Uh, and the mother instantly leaps after Tess. I like the visual on that because the mother leaps head first, hands mm-hmm. outstretched. She's trying to save her baby. Yeah. And then we get a moment of silence. AJ looks off the tower to see the bodies of... Um, the mother on the ground, and then Tess in her arms. So she like caught she, her. She caught her. Yeah. Which, good, again, you don't see it, but good visual afterwards to, mm-hmm. to show what happened. And then AJ goes down the stairs, uh, retrieves his gun, notably. Of course. And walks down, and he is looking at the bodies, and then Tess starts moving, and he goes, oh, thank God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't have a choice, you see. You get it. You get well, yeah, it. He's, yeah, he's, he's, saying, he's saying that, and then he's also like, I didn't even push you. You slipped, and I couldn't save you. He's just like just make trying to make himself seem less Just trying of a to dickhead. save his own ass like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Just kind of confirming he's a shitty person. And as he's trying to justify these actions, the mother springs back to life and picks AJ up by his fucking throat. And then... This is gruesome gouges this man's eyes out and then using her her hands on the sides of his head splits his head in half it's again it's a not a subtle scene they go at it you know funnily enough she does two mortal Kombat fatalities in this movie now that i'm thinking about it Mortal Kombat's done every kill known to man (laughs) that that beating to death with the own arm that's a fatality that eye gouge split the head open that's a fatality that's funny they've, they've done everything they, they have done everything yeah um, they're like the murder kings 
Then uh, we see the mother crawl over to nurture Jess, who is laying on the ground in fucking pain. Um, you know, the gunshot, the fall, she's fucked. Right. And the mother is literally, like, kneeling over her, head in her hands. like she, She's trying to protect her. Stroking her hair, and she's, you know, like I said, she's saying bah constantly, uh-huh. but she's, like, pointing to the house, and Tess says, I can't, I can't go, I can't make it. Um, and... She tries to pick her up a couple of times. Yeah, tries to pick her up. She chest screams out, and she puts her back down. Mm-hmm. It, it's a and you get crazy like, scene. man, this this fucking thing just wants to be a mom. Like, yeah, just protection. It, mode humanizing here. this monster. Very. As we see Tess grab the gun, and as the mother stares into Tess's eyes as Tess slowly puts the gun to the mother's head, and they, we see a, a tear come from the mother, mm-hmm. and then bang. <laughs> Uh, mother's body drops onto Tess. Finally dead. Car, fifty feet fall, fifty foot fall. The gun finally did it. And we get um, the flash barbarian. The end of the movie. Uh-huh. And then instantly after that, we get a scene where Tess just pushes the body off of her, gets up and walks away. And then we get the end credits. I like the the after though. I was a little disappointed when it just went to black, but her walking away, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going yeah. to it. I don't know why that made it better. But it did. It yeah, did make it, it did better. Help. Like, I enjoyed um, it more. I thought it, the one thing this movie did very well in 30 seconds was showing that this monster is human. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I think there's some, not subliminal, but just lighter touches. You know, the real villain isn't the mo- isn't the mother. It's this fucking it's Frank. Frank, yeah. This real piece of shit. And they, they leave the movie very open-ended. Um... I think if they did a sequel, a story that I think would be good is the documentary. But um, Tess takes more of a lead role on the documentary with Bonnie and says, like, fuck that. We're doing this. We're doing the story oh, of this, this house, this guy. The, um, a prequel leading to a sequel. Prequel turn, with sequel. Turn it or, more into. <laughs> hear me out. Turn it more into a found footage movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where like it's it's documentary style, you know, you're getting um, almost like. Have you seen Houses That October Built? I don't think so. I know, it's on my list. I know that. I don't um, think I've actually watched it. So yet. it's that kind of movie where it's it's found footage, but it's in real time. Uh huh. Um, filming and showing like this is what happened. There's these extra rooms here. This guy Keith, he's fucking dead now. But going over the story of Frank and stuff like that, I think that'd be probably the best way to do it, given the story they set up now. I'd be happier with just uh, introing with Tess and making and a documentary back. and just cutting back, maybe a little bit of back and forth, but really just getting into Frank and like, mm-hmm. you know, this guy is a fucking serial killer, rapist, you know, BTK for 40 plus years. Just call it 467 Barbary and then you got a movie. Is that the street that it's mm-hmm. called? Is that why it's called Bar- Like, I still don't, I don't, I don't really get the title. I, I guess Frank is the barbarian, but. But even so, I don't, like, if it's named after him, that's not an apt title, I feel See, like. See, I, <laughs> I thought, like, if this, if this place was more of, like, a bed and breakfast, it would have been the Barbary Inn. Yeah. That would have made more that sense. That makes more sense. But. I actually kind of like that. Right? I like that, Play too. Play words, I'm into it, but. I don't like the title for the movie. No, it, it doesn't make as much sense as I, I would hope. Yeah. But it, you can do like a Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane thing 
where you do like four, six, seven Barbary Street for the sequel, and sure. then it does better than the original. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's Barbarian. There's no there's no special stuff after the credits or anything like no, that. No, I actually waited. I was like, oh, maybe they'll have something a little after on it. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I just got the feeling. Tess is the only one that makes it out alive. Yeah. Um, Skarsgård is the one I feel bad for through the whole thing. Yeah. So the good. Literal innocent man. <laughs> His only non-villainous character. I don't know if that's true. I can only. I know two T- things. Tess so. isn't a bad person, but. No, no. Uh, Skarsgård's. Oh, I see what you're saying. The only yeah. one I could think of that I only know two things I could think of him in. But the... what are you giving Barbarian? I'd give it a seven out of ten. I liked it. It's a good movie. Yeah, we're we're the same there. I'm I'm going seven. Uh, I, th- I think the twist is what does it. Normally, I don't like that kind of twist, and they don't pay off a lot of things. But I just enjoy the movie. I think the first setup is so good that even with what else happens, it's still really interesting. Like I would I would love to see, like go back and turn that into the movie where it's like this this psychological thriller oh yeah 100 percent. turning into this guy being like a psycho or make make her the psycho flip it either way it could have been good but i'm happy with like what it turned into i like and i'm most impressed with how they built such not depth of character but depth of story in mm-hmm. such short time because they put two stories together kind oh, yeah. of and you really felt for every character through the whole... Cause they spent an hour on the first two characters. Yeah. And then they the first one doesn't even matter. And the I, one I you think, really fall in love with. I think that's why the twist is so jarring and so good. Right. It makes like, the big difference. You think this character is going to be real important. He's about to get Drew Barrymore in Scream. 100%. Scream Corner. Uh, uh, um, but I, I just think this, this is a very good... Uh, showcase of what a 2022 horror movie could be. Um, that and it's not and, all story driven where, you know, I'd say a lot of the better movies are more of a thinker movie, mm-hmm. you know, kind of without sounding pre- avant-garde, pretentious movies, Midsommar, The Witch, those kind of styles, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of Artsy. back to brutality, but still having a story. Yeah, and you know, movies like this, and I haven't seen it yet, but Smile, um, I've heard that they are both uh, movie of the year worthy. For, oh, I've heard the horror. opposite for Smile. Really, I heard Smile's incredible. I heard it's fine. Like, it's not a bad movie, but it's a fine. That's all I've heard is really. It's, been, it's a fine movie, nothing to write home about. See, it's it's a movie like Barbarian where I heard like uh, the trailer doesn't matter. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's. That's what I've heard. All right. I, I, I haven't seen it either. I'm waiting for it to pop up somewhere. I, the reviews were enough to keep me away for a minute. It's still in theaters, and I really want to go see it. Um, but I, I like movies that don't necessarily do very well at the start, um, especially horror movies. Yeah, I mean, most shouldn't. You see, um, we talked about this before we started, but Terrifier 2 got nominated for something. Um, not really a fan of that. No, it's not that good a movie. Like, I liked the movie. I enjoyed it a lot. I like Art the Clown. It's not a award-winning movie. There was a poll... unless it's like special effects. Like, some no, of the effects it's like are... I'm pretty sure it's like movie of the year. No, there's no way. It's but nowhere near that good. There's a there was a poll on Terror Traders Instagram story where it was like, what's the best uh, horror movie of 2022? It was like Scream Five, Smile, Barbarian, Terrifier Two. I have I picked Scream Five. Obviously. Yeah, I, I, it um, terrified would be on the bottom of my list. I think for anything to add to that. So it was uh, 
Barbarian and Smile had less than 10%. I feel like um, nobody watched those movies then. Scream had like 20%. That's just name recognition. And the rest was Terrifier. It was like 80% for Terrifier. I feel like playing to their strengths for Terror Trader, they pimp Art the Clown very heavily. They do. They so do pimp Art the Clown, which they, I respect because oh, I love Art the Clown. I do too. I'm, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the movie, but I definitely do not think it's movie of the year. No, I like Let's be real. It's not a good movie. It's, it's a fun movie. It's well, a it's a uh, extremist slasher. Yes. <laughs> it, it is very specific to people who like very gory movies. If you and then the last 30 minutes is an acid trip. Yeah, yeah I don't know what's that. Well, last I think it's a Molly minutes. trip on that one. Yeah. But um, now we're tangenting into other shit, so uh-huh. let's get back to Barbarian. We watch what um, now? Smile? Oh, yeah, I like Smile. <laughs> it's not what you said. Well, I haven't seen it, but it's probably all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's Barbarian. I don't know what we're doing next week. I don't think you do either. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Um, Time makes fools of us all. No, you're just a fool. I'm also old. Yeah. Stands true. Stand (laughs) by my statement. Well, on that note, this has been another session of Scarapy because the housing market is too damn expensive.